PP Planey is brought to you by the Turo Hosts Mentorship Group. Do you want to get started as a Turo host, but don't know where to start? Are you dedicated to building a prosperous car share business? Visit www.bpblaney.com forward slash mentorship and join the carpool on the road to becoming a successful Turo host. Welcome to BP Blaney, where you will discover all things Turo, car share, and car rental. Whether you're a guest or host on Turo, BP Blaney takes you on an exciting drive through the ins and outs of the car sharing marketplace. Be sure to visit our website at www.bpblaney.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, get in the driver's seat and buckle up. Let's go. I'm Lainey. I'm a Turo Power Host in Charlotte, North Carolina with a fleet of 21 cars. In this video, I'm going to go over settings so you can understand them and properly manage them. I'm not going to get too much into strategy. I'm going to save that for another video. This is what it's going to look like on your phone. It's going to look different on desktop. Most people are going to use your phone, so I'm going to go over it with that. So the first tab here is your calendar. If you touch that, then you'll be able to see what price your car is set for every single day. You can touch the specific day and change the price for any of those days. Now I'm going to be doing a separate video on how to optimize pricing, so make sure you subscribe. This is just going to be a brief overview of the settings. Now as you get going, you'll be able to scroll back up to three months and all the purple is days that your car was booked. Now you can touch on any day in the future and change the price for that day. I like to make my prices higher on the weekends and lower during the week since most people are going to be booking just for the weekend. The week-long trips and you know, trips in the middle of the week are a little bit harder to get so I make those prices lower. Now you can also click on any day and mark the car unavailable. So like if you plan on using the car for something or if you're taking it for the weekend then you can just go ahead and block those days so nobody else can book it. The other thing I'll do is if I know that a car needs an oil change or something, then I'll just go in for the day after the car comes back and block it out until like 1 p.m. or something so that I have time to take it to the maintenance appointment. Keep in mind though that if you click on the calendar for just one car, it's going to block out the availability of that one car. If you are just not available, if you're going on vacation or something, then you're going to have to go under host settings to block off all of your cars, meaning you're closed for business. If you click on pricing and discounts, this is where you're going to set your daily price and most of your discounts. The first option under pricing and discounts is going to be whether or not you want to do automatic pricing. I always have that clicked off. I like to be in control of my own pricing. Some hosts really like it. They find it super helpful. I just don't find it helpful at all. The reason why I don't like it is I find that most of the time the prices are way too low. For example, it's telling me that I should be renting out my carnival for like 60 something dollars a day, but I usually get over 100 for it. Especially during peak season, I'm getting 120 or so for it. So it, I just find that completely off. And for my Volkswagen Atlas, it's actually telling me that I can charge more than I know I can get. Very, very rarely do I find it accurate. So I just turn it off all my cars. So I really like to do my own pricing because Churro's not going to know what's going on in my area and what I can charge more for. For example, we have the Charlotte Motor Speedway and that draws a lot of crowds sometimes. There's big races. Well, Churro wasn't going to know when those are going on and I can actually charge more those weekends. Also, during school vacation, we always have a pop. Churro doesn't know when we have school vacation, but I do. So I'm going to set my prices higher that week. Guys, understanding how to price your cars is just so, so important. That's why I'm going to do a completely separate video on that. But for the purposes of settings, this is where you're going to set your prices. Now, if you insist on using automatic pricing, after you click it on, right underneath, there's going to be a place where you can set the range. So I recommend that you set that range on the higher end and set your lowest price that you're willing to accept for the car. 
So what I do is I click automatic pricing off and then where it says daily price, then I put something that's higher than what I would normally charge because I don't like to book in advance. So I'll make my daily price my weekend price and then I'll just go in and manually adjust the prices during the week. So after I hit my daily price, I'm just gonna hit custom pricing and that actually just takes you to the calendar that I just showed you and I'll just go in and lower the price for during the week manually day by day. So I do this for each car every few weeks. I price them out maybe a month in advance. I don't go too far beyond that. So my recommendation is if you don't really know what to price your car, then start out higher than you think because the last thing that you wanna do is set your car price for too low and then you go to sleep and then you wake up to a whole bunch of bookings and it's too low of a price. So set it for higher than what you think and then lower the price for one or two weeks in advance until you kinda of get a feel of what your car's renting for. This might seem like a really grueling task at first to just go in and change the price. You're really going to have to think about it and you're going to have to go into guest mode and see what other cars are renting for. But once you've been a host for a while, you really do get a feel of what your car can rent for and it really doesn't take long at all to go in and change it. Honestly, it's really going to take probably at least a year for you to fully understand your market and what cars are going to rent for at certain times of the year. All right, the last minute price boost you can set to zero, five or 10%. I set mine to 5%. So what this does is it increases the price of your car for trips booked same day. And it doesn't just increase it for that one day, it'll actually be that boosted price for the entire duration of the trip. And also if they extend, it'll continue to charge that boosted price. Now I like to do that last minute boost because it really is a hassle doing last minute bookings and honestly a lot of hosts aren't really available to do last minute bookings anyway, so the pickings are kind of slim. So if we scroll a little bit down, we're going to see the discount section. You can offer duration discounts to people who book 3 plus, 7 plus, or 30 plus days. Personally, I do not offer any 3-day discounts. Flipping 21 cars every 3 days is just a lot of work, so I like them booked up for longer and I don't offer any 3-day discounts. In fact, I have a 3-day minimum because it's hard for me to do 3-day bookings all the time. And you might feel differently, you might like a 3-day discount and that's fine, it just doesn't work for me. In fact, a lot of 1 and 2 day trips do turn into longer trips. Sometimes people will book the car for 1 or 2 days because theirs is in the shop and then they realize that their car is going to be in the shop for longer than they think and it ends up being 2 weeks or so. But sometimes it is only 1 or 2 days. Because I have 21 cars and other things to do and a kid and another business I just don't have the time to be flipping cars and cleaning cars every one or two days and also the one or two day trips tend to usually have the most problems which I don't really want so I'm just gonna skip that I do offer a seven day discount and I keep that between 8 and 12 ish percent depending on the season during the slower season, I'll increase it to 10, 12, maybe even 15% for certain cars. But during busy season, I keep it at 7, 8, 9, or 10%. And the seven day discount that I do give also depends on the car. For example, my minivans don't usually have a problem getting booked out over the summertime, so I'm gonna keep that at about seven or eight percent. Now, it's not so easy to rent my minivans during the winter time, so during the winter time, I may actually increase that weekly discount to 12 or 15%. But usually with all my other cars, I'm hovering between eight and 10%. For 30 day Trips, I usually do 15% across the board because if I don't have a car in my driveway and I don't have to worry about it or clean it or look at it for 30 days, I really don't mind doing a 15% discount. Down at the bottom here, you can offer an early bird discount. And what that is, is it gives your guests a discount for booking seven plus days in advance. The reason why I don't offer that is because I price my cars appropriately for the season. 
I don't really feel like I need to offer an early bird discount. I don't really like it when my cars book in advance anyway. Usually when a car books in advance, it means your price is too low. And with an early bird discount too, it usually means that your utilization is lower because you have a lot of gaps in between trips. Now, a lot of hosts do love an early bird discount. They do like booking in advance because it makes them feel more comfortable when they can see trip bo trips booked and their cars not sitting. For me, I don't usually mind having a few of my cars sitting as long as most of mine are booked, then I'm happy to get the last minute price boost on the cars I have available. Whatever discounts you offer, I just want you to be careful that you're not giving away too many discounts. If people combine the early bird discount and a duration discount, you may not even realize that you're renting your car out for less than what you thought you were. Plus, if you offer a repeat guest discount, that can really add up to a lot of discounts. If you think about it, if somebody combines an early bird discount, a seven plus day discount, and maybe you're offering free delivery, by the time you're paying for parking at the airport and maybe an Uber and all your discounts combined, it can really add up. So just always go into guest mode and I call it double check your work. Go into guest mode and try to book your car or see how much it's gonna cost to book your car and do the calculations, meaning uh, subtract whatever percentage that you're gonna give to Turo and make sure that you're actually making money. Next, we're gonna go to the location and delivery tab. Here's where you're gonna set your home location. Now, this doesn't have to be your actual home. In fact, I recommend not using your home location for pickup. I just think it's weird for a guest to pick up a car at a host location. It would make me feel really uncomfortable. I just think it's all around better and safer to use a public location. Some people will use the mall or a grocery store or somewhere where there's a lot of parking so you're not taking up spaces for people who are actually shopping there. I know a few people who use the place that they work. If their boss is fine with letting them do handoffs there, that's pretty easy to coordinate that. Some people will rent a few spots at a local business. Now, I don't recommend storing your cars at a mall or a grocery store, but similar to like if you were to buy something on Facebook Marketplace, you're going to drop the car there a little bit before the guest trip, and then when they drop it off, you'll pick it up shortly after. Next, under delivery locations, you'll be able to add places like airports, train stations, and some hotels. Keep in mind, not every airport is on here. There are some regional airports that you're not going to be able to add. Turo will let you add up to 10 delivery locations, but just because you can add 10 places doesn't mean you should deliver 10 places. I see a lot of hosts that are delivering to airports that are like an hour and a half away, and I just don't understand how that even makes sense. So make sure before you add something that you can actually make money off of that location. If you're driving to an airport that's 50 miles away, remember you've got to take two people, that's 100 miles on each car, gas on each car and what, three hours of two people's time back and forth, you really have to consider if it's even worth it to deliver to certain airports. Now you can also offer delivery to a guest location and you can set the radius that you're willing to deliver for. Basically the guest will just enter the address that they want the car delivered to. Down at the bottom you'll be able to offer a delivery discount. So for example, if you wanna offer a guest free delivery, if they book for seven days or more, two weeks or more, you can do that there. Again, just make sure that you're doing your calculations to make sure it's worth it by the time you pay for parking and an Uber plus all your other discounts. So going back to the main page here, we have guest instructions. Now this is something that is easily missed by the guest, so I don't bother with it, I just leave it blank. Because all of my guest instructions are gonna go inside my messages after they book the car. I don't wanna put them in guest instructions because it's very likely that they're not gonna see it anyway. The next tab is photos. Obviously, that's where you're gonna put any additional photos you have or if you wanna edit the ones that are already there. Details is where you're gonna put your listing description. You should have already done that, but if you wanna edit it, you're gonna do that there. The next tab is extras. So if you wanna offer something extra to your guests for an additional charge, if you hit that and you click on the little plus sign in the upper right-hand corner, you'll be able to see a list of many extras that you can offer your guests, a stroller or 
uh, child car seats, uh, toys and games, camping gear, uh, a cooler, beach stuff, all kinds of cool things. Just keep in mind that Turo is going to take 10% of this and unfortunately if the guest takes off with it, you don't have any recourse. The only extra that I currently offer right now is the child car seats. I used to offer the prepaid fuel extra, but the price of gas just went kind of crazy, so I took it off. Now, a lot of houses really like this extra because sometimes you can really make out well because they'll charge the guests like 50 bucks, of which they'll get $45, and sometimes they still leave the, the car with like three quarters tank or half a tank, and so they're pocketing an extra 20 bucks or so. But it can also go on the flip side where they leave the car like on E, and it actually costs you more to fill it up. And then you also run into the problem where if you're charging a guest $50 for the gas and you only put in 20 bucks, then you run into them asking for money back. So I just find it overall better to just tell the guests, hey, if you don't feel like stopping at the pump, go ahead and leave the gas where it is, the refuel fees, the actual cost of gas plus $10. And Chero doesn't take any of that. Another one that's really popular with hosts is the unlimited mileage extra. This is basically where somebody can pay extra to go unlimited miles in your car. So they're paying their daily rate, plus they're paying extra to not be charged for the unlimited miles. I'm just gonna recommend that if you do this, you make it a high amount. Don't make it like 10 or 20 bucks. Keep in mind that a lot of guests who book unlimited mileage cars really do need the unlimited miles. They're really gonna put a lot of miles on the car. And sometimes it's just not worth it, even for the extra fee. I don't take that gamble and I just charge my guests per mile, they go over the 200. Honestly, it really only takes that one guest to drive your car cross country and put 10,000 miles on it a month to make you really rethink this. Another popular one is pet fee. Basically, people will pay an extra fee to be allowed to bring a pet into your car. Now, the reason why I don't do this is because I don't want to encourage pets in my car. Most of my cars are fairly new and pets can really do a lot of damage and just do a number on cars. Now, you can still charge a cleaning fee if you allow pets if there's excessive pet hair in your car. I just don't mess with it because pet hair is just such a pain in the butt to clean up. And really, if some people see that you allow pets in your car and they're allergic to pets, they just won't book your car. So I suggest if you are going to do this, if you're going to allow pets in your car, whether for free or for an extra fee, that it be with an older car that already has some wear and tear. Anyway, those are just a few examples of some extras you can offer. Those are some of the popular ones. You can scroll through and see what you can offer in your car. The next tab is distance included, and if you touch that, you can change the amount of miles that you allow somebody to drive in your car on average per day. Most of your cars you're not going to be able to lower more than 200 miles a day unless it's a deluxe car and deluxe cars are the more expensive cars and you can limit those to 100 miles a day. I do not recommend allowing more than 200 miles a day ever. I just don't think there's a need for it. If somebody rents your car for seven days, they're allowed 1400 miles. That's a lot of miles. So if you're renting your car out every week and somebody only puts say a thousand miles on it, which is 400 miles less than what you're allowing, that's 50,000 miles in a year. There's really no need to offer any more than that. All right, next is vehicle protection. This is where you can change your protection plane. I'm not going to go over that right now. Next is trip history. Obviously that's where you can see the history of all the trips for that specific car. The next important one is trip references, and this is where a lot of hosts really mess up. Book instantly means that a guest can book your car without your approval. So if you're not on book instantly, they're actually requesting to book your car. So you can take a look at their profile, you can ask some questions. I don't recommend doing the whole 20 questions thing, but you can basically review a guest profile um, and you can see how long they're booked for before you accept the trip. For most of my cars, I do instant book. For the Mercedes-Benz, I've had a lot of problems with that car, so I do not let anybody instant book that car because once a request comes through, I only allow guests that have rented on Turo before and have five stars. All the other cars I do allow instant book 
but the Mercedes-Benz. Now, I don't instant book any of my cars for guest location, and that's just because of logistics, because a guest can put in any location, and I don't want them to be able to instantly book that. Because depending on where they book the car, I may need a ride, and if it's to somebody's home location, I don't go there without either my husband or my brother-in-law with me. I'm not gonna take an Uber there, I'm not gonna go with my mom, I'm not gonna go with my sister. If it's to somebody's actual house, then I need to bring one of the guys with me. Now, if somebody does request a trip to their location, and I'm unable to do it then I'll just tell them that I'm sorry I'm unable to do it but if you book for pickup that's on instant book and most of the time they will just pick it up advance notice is how much time you need to get a car ready usually for my home location I do an hour that's pretty easy my drop-off location is really not that far usually my cars are clean most of the time and if they're not the car wash is not too far either so I could usually just get a booking grab the car go wash it drop it off our location and do that in under an hour delivery locations I'm usually at an hour as well although sometimes I really do cut it close because the airport's about 30 minutes away most of my one-hour bookings are to my home location anyway. The airport, I usually get a few hours. And really, it's usually not just an hour. If I get a booking at 1.45, then it's not going to be for 2.45. It's going to be for 3 o'clock, so I get an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and a half which is usually plenty of time. I have the guest location set to three hours again because of logistics, because it's not easy for me to just pick up and go somewhere. Sometimes it's to the guest house, and actually a few times I've delivered to like Enterprise or Hertz because the guests got there and they didn't have a car for them. Next is trip buffer, and this is just how long between trips you'll need for the next one. Now I used to have this set for longer because I was kind of afraid that if my car was gonna come back smoked in or trashed or if somebody was gonna keep it, I was afraid to inconvenience the next guest. But the longer I was a host, I realized that that didn't happen too often, so I changed it to three hours. By setting it to like six hours, 12 hours, or 24 hours, you tend to have a lower utilization. And really the instances of something happening where you can't flip the car in three hours is pretty rare. <laughs> And if it does happen for me, I usually have another car to put the guest into. If you don't have another car to put the guest into, then you can just call Turo and they'll find one. Typically, if I have a car booked after another one ends, then that's when I'm looking on the GPS just to make sure that they're in the area or they're on their way. So if I have a trip ending at 2 p.m. and another one at 5, if they're nowhere near the Charlotte area, then I know that they're not going to make it on time, then I can just give the guest another car or I can call Turo. If I don't have another car, and they'll find the one. But honestly, guys, that is just so rare. Out of almost 800 trips I've only had that happen once and most of the time if a car is unavailable for a guest they're gonna get a free upgrade and you might think that three hours is a small window of time but really a lot of people are gonna return the car early anyway especially if it's an airport trip and if it needs an oil change or something in between then I'll just go to like Jiffy Lube or Take 5 because they can usually do that within a half an hour I don't usually like to go to those quickie places but if I need to in a pinch like this I will and really again that is just so rare lastly trip duration under trip duration, you're just going to say the least amount of days you'll accept. One, two, three, or five. Those are the settings. I hope this video helped you. Be sure to leave your comments below and subscribe to see more videos on renting cars on Turo. Thank you for tuning in to BB Blaney, where we take you on an exciting drive and chat about all things Turo, car share, and car rentals. Remember to visit our website at www.bbblaney.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on BB Blaney.